0: Hey, financially savvy travelers, and welcome back to another episode of the Thought Card podcast. Today's episode is part three of the three part flight series in partnership with Thrifty Traveler Premium. And I'm super like pumped and jazzed to really talk about just various different ways that we can save money on airfare as wanderlust continues to sweep across the globe. Travel enthusiasts like me and you, we're gearing up for a year filled with exploration, with many of us planning the same amount or even more trips than we did last year. I know me. I'm always saying yes to something new. So I definitely foresee even more travels in 2024 and beyond. Yet... The rising costs of airfare can often be a significant portion of our travel budget. And honestly, it can sometimes make or break our dream vacations. In fact, 30% of travelers reveal that flight prices rank as their top consideration and their top concern when they are either picking destinations that they want to go to or even considering going on vacation at all. The good news is that there's a treasure trove of clever and often overlooked, yet highly effective strategies that can help you save money on flights, help you cut costs. So today, I'm going to be unraveling how I personally save money on airfare, my go-to tips and strategies, and simple ways that you can do the same. If you are new here, hi, I'm Danielle, and you're listening to the Thought Card Podcast where I help financially savvy travelers like you plan, save and explore the world while building wealth. I've personally traveled to 27 countries and four continents, and I've accumulated over a million points and miles. And honestly, I love a good flight deal. As I mentioned, this is part three of our flight deal series with Thrifty Traveler Premium. So I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 151 to learn how flight deals work and then listen to episode 152 on how to save big by finding mistake fares like a pro. Welcome to the Thought Card, a podcast about travel and money where planning, saving and creativity leads to affording travel, building wealth and paying off debt. We are the financially savvy travelers. Alrighty, so today I have 11 money saving strategies for you when it comes to your airfare. And in no particular order of importance, let's go ahead and jump into it. So, the first tip I want to share with you is whenever possible to join airline newsletters so that you can become the first to know about sales, discounts, and coupon codes. Definitely, if you fly with an airline frequently, make sure you're on their newsletter. But even if it's not as frequent, it's still something that I think is important to do because now you are going to be receiving opportunities to save on airfare. And again, you just never know when something might hit and it might land and you can save big. So for example, I am a subscriber of JetBlue's newsletter and they frequently send these domestic flight sales and I'm the first to know about it. You may hear rumblings on social media and maybe your favorite influencers and travel creators may share with you some of these deals, but there's nothing like getting that email, getting that newsletter delivered right to your inbox and being able to now make decisions based off of, okay, is this discount what I want to do? Is this where I want to go? Yada, yada, yada. So definitely recommend joining newsletters for the airlines. Very, very important. Another example of that would be for me, I am a subscriber of Avello's newsletter and they frequently send out discount codes that work. (laughs) I just got to say that, you know, sometimes you get discount codes, that they don't work and you're frustrated, but these discount codes actually work and I'm able to plan ahead, save. And sometimes these sales and discounts may actually inspire you to actually go on that trip or to plan something that may not have been on your like immediate radar, but you're now more open to it because you found that discount. So strategy number one is to join the airline newsletters of the frequent ones that you travel with, but also the ones that you may not frequently travel with as well. Strategy number two is to be flexible with your dates. If possible, I know that this is not always the case, but sometimes you, let's say you know that you have a slow season at work in the springtime, for example. April, May is slow. So even though you may not know exactly what dates you're looking at, Keeping your dates flexible, that's one way to be able to capitalize and find really good flight deals, but also searching using the calendar view. So if you can, allow the calendar view to show you all of the options and all of the prices. And if you can, you can now pick and choose your dates based on the best flight times. Now, I know this is not always applicable to everyone's circumstances, whether you have work commitments or family commitments, or you just honestly just only have this chunk of time and you don't have flexibility in that. But if you do have more flexibility, always take a look at that calendar view where you can see all 30 days, maybe 60 days out and roll and roll and roll. And now you can start to pick the best dates that work within the pricing structure that you're looking for. So flexibility, as we all know, is one of the best things that you can do when it comes to saving money for travel, but particularly when it comes to flight, that calendar view feature is very, very helpful. And something secondary that I do when I'm looking at the calendar view, I zero in on the the cheapest days to fly and based off that amount i now start to create like this baseline like okay based on the month of july here's the cheapest amount and that becomes my flight price baseline that i can now compare and say okay if I spend an extra $20 or $30 or an extra $500 to travel on these dates, does not make sense, right? So I think it's very powerful, again, to use that calendar view feature. And this will definitely be very, very helpful if you are flexible. Now, let's piggyback on the flexibility portion. If you are flexible with your destinations, meaning that you don't necessarily have a preference or care where you're going to on your next vacation, then Google Flights and Skyscanner have this really cool flights to anywhere feature. They may call a little bit different, but the general gist is that you can either put everywhere in the to feature and you can literally be able to see, OK, all of the different places that you can fly to. And I love that for inspiration. And definitely if you're the type of traveler who is like, OK, I have a very set amount of money for my travel budget and I want to find places I can fit within that, then this flights to anywhere feature or the everywhere feature, as they sometimes call it, is very, very helpful. I do want to remind you that airlines like Southwest, they don't allow for flight prices to show up in these third-party aggregators. So don't forget that if you have a Southwest headquarter base near you or there are other airlines that might not be featured within Google Flates to check those pricings separately. So for example, Southwest only sells tickets directly via their website. So just be aware of that. Like Google Flights, yes, captures the majority, but there may be others that are not there. You'll have to go directly on their website to check that out, okay? So tip one, again, was airline newsletters. Tip two was flexibility in your dates and using the calendar view. And then tip three is, being open to destinations and using the everywhere feature or flights anywhere feature on Google Flights and Skyscanner, for example. Moving on to number four is comparing one-way flights versus the round-trip flights. This often actually doesn't work for me, but I know there are a lot of people who have been able to capitalize on this simple strategy where, okay, let's look at one-way flights and then we're gonna look at the round trip and see, okay, should we buy things separately or should we just kind of bulk them all together and buy the round trip flight? Again, personally for me, one-way typically is more expensive, but I always just take the extra minute or two and see if there is any way that I can save by that, again, simple little strategy. Strategy number five is to keep in mind of the different airports that are within your one to two hour radius. So for me personally, I live in an area where there are so many airports. There are the big ones in New York City. There's ones in Boston. There's ones in Connecticut. There's even smaller regional airports. I know depending on where you live, it may not be a place that has a lot of airports. But if you do or if you're willing to drive a little bit further to save some coin, then this could be a really good strategy. So especially for me, since I have so many at my disposal, I'm always plugging in different airports and saying, okay, which one is more affordable? And sometimes, I mean, a lot of times I do notice a pricing difference. The question for me is, okay, do I want to drive an hour out? Do I want to just kind of be in a more smaller airport? Like what is the vibe I'm looking for, (laughs) for example? But I have my go tos, but again, this tip is don't forget about the smaller airports and the other airports that may be within an hour to two hours from you. I know that there are people, depending on where they live, they are willing to drive four or five hours to hit an airport and save some coins. So just again, it depends on your preferences. But this tip is don't just default to one, look at a couple of other Within your radius. Tip number six is to track your flight prices. This is so important, especially if you have traveled later on in the year and you're planning and you want to kind of keep an eye on what's going on, whether it's to kind of figure out your budget for your flights or you're honestly looking for the best time to save money on airfare, then tracking your prices for your flights is very, very helpful. So for me currently right now, I... I'm always tracking flight prices to Bermuda because that's on my list and I really want to go to Bermuda this year. I'm also tracking flight prices to Germany since we really want to go to Germany, me and my husband, this year as well. So with these flight prices, though, I want to just let you know, especially with Google Flights, You have to know the dates you're tracking your flight prices for. So, I may be tracking, let's say, Bermuda, for example, and I may have like three different options when it comes to tracking these flight prices for Bermuda. So, I have maximum opportunity to save. That is very helpful versus just one. So, again, if you're flexible, there's just a lot more that you can do and more that you can kind of keep track of. So, the general tip here is to just toggle that button to track your flight prices. So again, now you get notifications when prices are going up and when prices are going down. I also think that tracking your flight prices just makes you a more knowledgeable traveler as well because you will know, okay, I've seen this price inching up, inching up, inching up, and it's not going down. Maybe I should start really thinking about just, going ahead and booking it now because I don't predict that the flight is going to actually get cheaper. So there's just a lot of decision making that you can do with tracking flight prices that's opening up to you when you do this versus if you're just kind of like, oh, okay, let me just look at it once and kind of like call it a day. All right, moving on to strategy number seven. This strategy is becoming even more relevant today than it was a couple of years ago because as a result of the pandemic, many airlines have now allowed for us to cancel our flights for free. So a lot of airlines have this free cancellation policy where, okay, they're not going to refund you your money, but you're going to get travel credit for it. So it becomes like risk-free because, okay, I'm paying for this airline, but if I don't fly for whatever reason and I'm able to cancel, I can get that in travel credit and then use that travel credit for my next flight. So with this strategy, I'm going to just encourage you to don't be afraid to book your flights to cancel your flights and then rebook for a cheaper price. Again, with the free cancellation policies that they have, you're going to get travel credit. And if you are able to find that same flight at a cheaper price, then this is a great opportunity to book, cancel, rebook for that cheaper price. This is, I think, very instrumental. And one of the things that I sometimes forget, because a lot of times when you're booking your travel, it's like one and done, right? Like you're booking your flights, you're booking your hotels. And for the most part, I could speak for myself. I'm not going back and comparison shopping. I'm like, okay, my flights to Paris, my trip to Paris is happening. I'm moving on thinking about what else do I need to prepare for Paris? What else do I need to prepare for my next trip or daydreaming about something else, right? So This is something that I am wise and privy to and something that I do think if you are one of those types of travelers who is always looking for the best possible deal is to continue your flight search, continue to see, okay, is this flight price going down by any chance? And if it is, I can cancel, rebook it for that cheaper price. A couple of caveats here. You wanna make sure that your ticket says that you have free cancellation. A lot of airlines, especially U.S.-based airlines, there's a basic economy tier where you don't have the flexibility to cancel and get travel credit. And it's like you don't even get points and miles for that, right? So you have to be very, very careful that... When you're booking a flight, you're making sure that the tier that you're booking, even if it's economy, now there's like basic economy and like economy. So you want to make sure that your ticket Says and has the perks that you want built in. And oftentimes you're going to have to pay a little bit more for these perks, like, okay, being able to have free cancellations, being able to get points and miles. That little extra just offers much more protection for you. And again, you're able to capitalize on this book, canceling, rebooking at a cheaper price if that's something that you want to go for. So just two things. Be mindful when you're booking your flight that. You want to make sure you're booking with all the perks included, even if it's more expensive to book that economy ticket with those perks. Just do it. It just saves you so much aggravation. I have a really (laughs) I'm thinking back to I booked a flight to Memphis and I booked it with American Airlines. And for some odd reason, you know what the thing was, I think that I booked it last minute and The basic bare bones economy was like expensive already. And I was like, I don't want to pay anything extra. This flight is already super expensive. So I went with like the bare bone basic economy. A couple of days later, I was thinking about, okay, I don't necessarily want to fly at like 5 a.m. in the morning because 5 a.m. flight means me having to be up at 2 a.m. to drive to the airport, to check in and do all those things, right? So I was like rethinking my decision. And with rethinking my decision, I went to go into my, my dashboard and I went to go to like reschedule or even like cancel and I couldn't my basic bare-bone economy flight had no protections. So if I canceled my flight, then I literally would lose out on hundreds of dollars and there was no rebooking opportunity. So that was very unfortunate. And that just kind of like reminded me like, okay, it is better. Many times it is often better to pay the extra for that convenience, if something comes up, right, whether it's you have to like schedule something for later a day or maybe you get sick or maybe that trip just is not panning out the way you'd like. Having those protections built in, y'all yeah, get the point. <laughs> I'm off my soapbox now. But it's true. Like, a lot of times, like, you're, you're doing things and you don't realize, like, oh, like, I really should have just spent the extra money. Like, I really just should have just dropped the $30 to just, you know, be able to have this freedom and flexibility. Okay. Tip number eight is to compare and to pay in local currency. So, what do I mean by this? If you're traveling abroad, you're traveling internationally, and that Country or wherever you're going to or the airline that you are flying with is not native to your country. So for example, I'm based in the US and I'm flying with Norwegian airline, right? This is a Norway-based airline. What I'm gonna do is I'm going to toggle from USD, which is my currency, to Norwegian currency. And oftentimes when you are changing and you're paying in local currency and you're booking your flight in local currency, it may be cheaper. And I have done this trick multiple times when flying with Norwegian Air and also Iceland Air. So often when I'm going to Iceland, you can easily toggle from USD to whatever the currency is. And then, okay, you may have to do some backhand math. You may have to hop onto an online currency converter to just make sure. But hey, $50, $60 savings just just on a two minute, like just switch and do a couple of like looks. To me, it makes sense, right? To me, it just makes sense to do that. And it may be something that you have not considered and done before, but again, just check that toggle, change that toggle to the local currency and see if there is any change difference. With that tip, another caveat. (laughs) I think a lot of these tips have caveats, but it's true, you have to be mindful. So imagine you are going to be flying with Norwegian Air, you toggle it to your local currency and you're saving $50, right? Do not forget to be using a credit card that does not have any conversion fees or things like that, foreign exchange fees. That is important because when it's hitting your credit card, it's going to be hitting in Norway's currency or it's going to be hitting in Icelandic krona. And you don't want to be getting that fee charged. Right. So that's a two parter. Definitely look and compare paying local currency if it's cheaper, but also use a credit card that does not charge you any foreign transaction fees so you don't get hit with that. All right. Moving right along to strategy number nine. So remember when we talked about, okay, we're going to compare flight prices for one way versus round trip. This is different than that. I kind of like when I was looking at my notes, I'm like, wait, is it the same thing? It's not. Okay, the difference here is if you are traveling with multiple people is to see if it makes sense to book flights one at a time versus to book them together. There are times when it's actually cheaper to book one at a time versus with a companion. The thing I would be careful about here, especially if you're traveling in large groups, is the ability to sit together, right? So that can come to question. It may not be always feasible when you are booking one at a time. So, for example, my family and I were planning an epic Disney vacation per usual per use. And we are rolling deep. We're going to be one of those families that all have the T-shirts and we just like taking up all the space in Disney (laughs) in the park because we're all part of this family. With that, we have a large party. Me trying to book 13 individual flights, it just sounds like a mess. It sounds like a lot of work and it sounds like it might not be worth it. So, That's very different than if it's just, let's say, me and my husband traveling. We may actually book separately if there is a significant savings and just, you know, find seats that are together, book in a very close window together versus a huge and larger party. But just wanted to share this with you because it may be relevant to you if you're traveling with a companion to just look. With many of these tips, it's just looking to see if it works. Sometimes these tips and tricks work, but sometimes it doesn't depending on the flight and depending on what you're looking for. So again, you take it with a grain of salt, but at least it's important for you to know it exists so you can now take advantage of it. Moving on to strategy number 10 is, you know what it is. You know it's going to be to sign up for flight deal notifications. Super important I've been talking about Thrifty Traveler for a long time and I'm super happy and excited that they're partnering with us on this three-part series. But tip number 10 is to sign up for Flight Deal Notifications from Thrifty Traveler Premium. I've been a Thrifty Traveler Premium subscriber since 2018 and it is still my favorite flight deal subscription service years and years later. As we know, airfare does not have to be expensive. Whether it's a $49 round trip flight to Vegas, Europe for 32,000 Delta Sky miles or a $212 mistake fare to Japan, there are opportunities to spend less on flights, which is why I've been a loyal Thrifty Traveler premium subscriber for... Nearly six years. Thrifty Traveler has been my go to resource for finding cheap flights since 2018, like I mentioned. And here's how it works. Okay. Step one, you're going to select your home airport from over 200 US and Canadian departure cities. Choose as many home airports as you like. Step two, you're going to watch your inbox for flight alerts. Step three, book directly with the airline. Most of the deals are bookable through major carriers like American, Delta, or United. No budget airlines. So if you are ready to start saving on flights, visit thoughtcard.com slash thrifty and enter the promo code TC10 to save $10 on your first year of Thrifty Traveler Premium. Again, that's thoughtcard.com slash thrifty and enter their promo code TC10 to save 10 bucks on your first year. You can also find the link in the episode description. All right, strategy number 11, the last one. Last but not least is to book Early And there's been new data and studies that have come out that says that travelers are planning earlier and locking in deals earlier. So what does this really mean? So early travel planning and deal seeking is becoming a trend across all ages. 81% of consumers now plan trips over a month ahead. 56% are planning trips between two to six months in advance, highlighting that there is a shift towards strategic travel planning. Me personally, I've already booked trips for July. I've already booked trips. Well, I haven't booked trips for September, but I'm looking and tracking prices for September, and it's January at the time of this recording. So I've already booked my July vacation. We have partially booked our June vacation, and I'm looking at September. So this is between, what, nine months, maybe 10 months out that I'm already planning my year. There's still opportunities for smaller little trips, right? So maybe road trips or more domestic travels that may come up spur of the moment. But there is a trend that the deals are coming and people are grabbing them and people are planning, strategically planning their trips earlier. So book early. Here's another reason why you should be thinking about booking early is because oftentimes all of those flights, there's less seats the closer you get to the fly date. So a lot of times, yes, you you maybe haven't thought it through and now you're like booking something very, very last minute, last notice. You're going to, typically spend more. There's less seats, maybe more demand, and there's just less options. So that's why I like to book early. I have more options. I can shop around. I can comparison shop and there's opportunity to save. Alrighty, that is all that I have for you for today. We ran through 11 different money-saving strategies when it comes to airfare alone. And I will continuously to keep this blog post updated with new strategies that I find and seek. So definitely head over to thoughtcard.com, maybe pin that pin on Pinterest so you can always come back to this episode. Other episodes, if you enjoy flights like I do, cheap flights like I do, I have two other episodes I encourage you to check out after this one. We have episode number 70 with the founder of Thrifty Traveler, Jared Kamrowski. He shares with us how to find cheap flights. And then I also feel like episode 78 is a great refresher too. Or if you haven't heard it before, it just ties everything in together because Expedia, really breaks down how flight and hotel pricing works. That's an Excellent episode. And again, it shares with you behind the scenes, or as they say, under the hood of what's really going on and why these flight and hotel prices change so, so, so much. All right. So thank you again at Thrifty Traveler Premium for partnering with me on this three-parter. I hope listeners, you enjoy this flight deal series. Let me know how you save money on airfare. And I really want to do a Google Flights guide. So let me know if you're interested in Google Flights. I love to hear from you. I'm over. Over at the thought card on Twitter or X as they call it. And I'm also at the Danielle Desire on Instagram. I will see you in the next one.